Hey, what's up? Welcome to Talks with Tay. Here's my first guest. Oh, no, not my first guest. My third guest. She's a small business owner, selling these skincare. She's also an AEC student like I am. Deandra, say hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Deandrea Madden. I am a senior health science major from Los Angeles, California, and I attend Spelman College, and I am the CEO and founder of Sunny D Skincare. I mean, that took a <laughs> that took a lot. He's asking mostly questions. I'm gonna say where you're from. So you're from Los oh, I'm so Angeles. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. And like I said, you, you do my work easier. So you're from Los Angeles, right? Yes. So how is Los Angeles? Is it really like California like? I've never been to the south. No, no. To the west. west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Yeah, I mean I would definitely say I wouldn't say that it's exactly how people portrayed in the movies. Of course, certain parts of LA are like that, but for the most part, it's really chill. It's really laid back. Um, I really enjoy the weather. Like it doesn't really rain that much, unlike Georgia. So being able to like go out, enjoy the sun, like it's pretty much spring or summer all year round. It's very warm. And the food is also really good too. All my family lives there. So it's always good to just enjoy great weather, great food, and then spending time with my family. So is the food better or worse in Atlanta compared to Los Angeles? It's definitely better in Los Angeles than Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta food, some places, like, they're really a hit or miss. Um, I would say the only thing that Atlanta has that I enjoy more than California is there are a lot of, like, southern food places and things of that nature, like, low-key places in L.A. A lot of places are kind of, like really expensive or like really upscale. So it could be hard for you to find, you know, a cheap brunch place or, you know, a cheap, like, let's get drink place for you and your friends, depending on what area you go to. So as as I was doing my research about you, I was starting upon your page and you love to eat and cook, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if she didn't do skincare, she could have made it as a chef. (laughs) Where did you learn how to cook? Um, Majority of my family, all of my family is from Memphis and we migrated to California. And so my grandmother's from Memphis, my aunts are from Memphis. And so a lot of my family having that like Southern background growing up, like I enjoyed like playing outside and things of that nature, but I really found a passion with like helping my family in the kitchen, like spending time with my family, just learning how to cook and things of that nature. So ever since I was about seven years old, I've been in and out of the kitchen with my family and just like learning recipes from them, like learning recipes on my own and things of that nature. And so I don't think I would ever think about food in a sense of like selling it or things of that nature, because I feel like it would really just take away the joy in me doing it. Like, I just like to cook and it brings me joy, but I can't think about like cooking and selling plates, things of that nature, because cooking is so time consuming, honestly. Yeah, especially if you got the meal prepping. Mm-hmm. But when you say you love to cook, it just like reminds me of SpongeBob and how he just loves to cook and doesn't care. Is that, do you feel that type of same way when you say love? Um. I would say, I guess so. Like, I just, I don't know, like any any day of the week, I can just go in the kitchen and be like, you know what, I'm hungry and I'll cook something. And it could be me thinking that it's gonna be like this basic meal, but it ends up being like really, really good. Mm. So you also said you're from, you're not from, but you attend Spelman. The yes. number one HBCU or number yes, one school Yeah, number one HBCU. Okay. Do you like it? Do you love it? How do you feel about um, it? I really, 
really have enjoyed my Spelman experience. I would definitely say that I've learned so much about myself. Like I've grown so much within myself. Not only that, the friends that I've made, the connections that I've made, the experience that I've had, like just the relationships that I've been able to build and just like the education that I've gotten and things of that nature. Although Spelman is like pretty pricey, I would definitely say that the price is definitely worth it because I do not think that I would be who I am today if it wasn't for me attending Spelman. Hmm. So if you're a senior, right? Yes. So after, when you graduate, what's the one thing you'll take from Spelman if they taught you anything? One of the things I would definitely take is staying true to yourself, no matter what space you're in. I could say that going before going to an HBCU, I was definitely scared about, you know, everybody has that stereotype of like, oh, you're going to an HBCU, da, 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 da. there's no diversity. Like, how are you going to be able to cooperate or, you know, manage yourself in, you know, diverse spaces that don't really have many, you know, people of color. And one thing I can definitely say is Spelman has really taught you, like, no matter where you are, stay true to yourself and, you know, represent like yourself in the most, you know, professional manner. So even when I step into interviews and things of that nature, my hair is natural. I always enter into a natural space, like who I am, because I want people to know like who you see me right now on the screen is who you will see me as if I work in this space. So just staying true to myself and not really conforming to, you know, society's norms of like what a black woman should look like and black women beauty standards and things of that nature. Hmm. So what's some, what are some activities you do on campus? Like, are you in, in clubs or? Yeah, I'm in a decent amount of clubs. So I am the co-founder and president of what she said AUC, which is a sexual assault based organization on campus. And we just educate the student body on sexual assault and its many forms in the AUC, as well as providing sexual assault and abuse survivors a safe space and resources to learn, learn and grow on campus. Um, I am also on the VS Pink campus team. I serve as the event planner. A lot of my passion with a lot of things I do is a planning events. So in a lot of organizations on campus, that is the role I uphold. And I'm also in the Spelman Pre-Physician Assistant Club. I am the event planner in that organization. And I am a Spelman Health Careers Program mentor for freshmen and sophomore students at Spelman. So I would say previously in the past, I've been involved in a whole bunch of things, but I've definitely started to like die down. So it'd be easier for me to prioritize my time. Hmm. So what's one of the other clubs you does? Which one do you like feel most passionate about? I would definitely say what she said is the club that I'm most passionate about, just mainly because the topic of like sexual assault and abuse in the AUC is something that's near and dear to my heart. And so being in that organization, like it really makes me feel as though I'm making a difference, especially when things were virtual, I would say things were a little bit harder because, you know, people weren't in person, things of that nature. And, you know, I would say probably all organizations didn't really see a, you know, large audience and like the events that they planned and things of that nature. But regardless of our audience, I would say the content that we post on our social media, the resources that we share with our followers and the events that we have had have had positive feedback and also have really helped a lot of people. And so that's one of my main like purposes of making the organization was just to really make a difference in the AUC and like the sexual assault presence. And I would definitely say that so far, even though we've only been founded for a year, we are definitely making a great effort and steps towards doing that. Oh, so you said, I'm um, sorry, all that I heard follow. So how can people follow, the, um, how can people find that, um, that club or no, that social media page? 
Um, we are what she said AUC on Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can go ahead and type that in on Instagram. That is also our Twitter as well. Okay. So back to you. What's your major? Because at first I thought. I'm, hmm? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, I'm, a, I'm a health science major. Oh, it's health science. So like, um, what's your future career goal with that major? Um, I want to be a dermatologist physician assistant. However, I'm kind of keeping my career options open, especially with like past internships I've had. They've really exposed me to many passions that I didn't really know that I had, especially like with skincare. My most recent internship over the summer, I was a product manager in the advanced skincare division of Medline Industries, which is a pharmaceutical and like a really, really big company in the healthcare space. So in there, like I really did recognize that I had a huge passion for skincare and just product development and things of that nature. So right now it's either me being a PA or doing something with like product development or product like research, things of that nature in a skincare and healthcare space. Hmm. So did you get into that before you started Sunny Daycare or after? Um, I got into it afterwards. So I started Sunny D Skincare in February of 2020. And I got accepted into my internship in March of 2021. And I participated in my internship from June until August of 2021. So out of all the sources you, um, you learned from, which one's more, like, more impacting to you? As far as what I learned in my internship or? Oh, both, like, some... uh, um, your business and your internship. I would definitely say that my internship, especially because the company that I interned with is a $17 billion company, I was able to take some key takeaways from my internship and a lot of the research that I did in my internship experience and be able to apply it to Sunny D Skincare. Like for example, a lot of my projects and my product development projects really required me to do research on like retail marketing people or, you know, consumers. Um, and other companies that are like market leaders in that field, whether it be skincare or healthcare, and like really be able to pinpoint what made them so successful. And so I would say, even from that, from like a skincare standpoint, following different Black businesses and even like women owned businesses that have skincare or hair care brands, like I definitely enjoy like going on their page and seeing like what is it that makes their page so successful? Like what is their content and things of that nature so that it can really help me as I create my new social media marketing strategy plan. Oh, so, wow, that's a lot, honestly. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot, wow. So, okay, so as we talk about your internship, so another question I wanted to ask is what are some great resources that helped you along the way? Some of the resources that really helped me along the way with my business is YouTube. I would say YouTube was definitely my best friend with my skincare business, whether it be me trying to find packaging for my business, me trying to find preservative for my products, me trying to find like, you know, different ingredients that might mesh well, things of that nature. YouTube was definitely helpful because there are a lot of people that have skincare businesses, or even if it's not skincare businesses, just skincare related YouTube pages. So I definitely utilize a lot of those as resources. Many of them have like blogs or, you know, links to where you could get like wholesale, you know, products for cheaper, like, you know, oils for cheaper or containers for cheaper, things of that nature. So utilizing that resource was really helpful for me because it allowed for me to spend money wisely, but also get good quality products as well, or good so, quality ingredients to create my products. 
Oh, so so ingredients. Oh, wow, that's a lot. So, what would you recommend someone who wants to be where you at? Like, who wants to start your desking like skincare business like you? I would definitely say one of the biggest things I would recommend is doing a lot of research. I would say in the in the process of me creating my business, I did a lot of research on, you know, ingredients that mesh well together, ingredients that don't mesh well together, you know, and what ingredients really work well for certain skin types, whether it be acne prone or sensitive or oily, things of that nature, really doing a lot of research on products. And then something else that I did along the way was before I even launched, I did product testing. So I had friends or just people in the AUC that I would, you know, reach out to, whether it was like, I did a poll on Instagram, or they set up on my story, things of that nature, I wanted to have an extensive amount of people try my products, so that I can get feedback on like, what was working with the product, what suggestions they had, and things of that nature. Even when it comes to the development of my new products, I have brand ambassadors. And before I even launch a product, I allow my brand ambassadors to try the product at least two months before I launch so that they can give me feedback and things of that nature. And my brand ambassadors can definitely attest if there's a product that they try and they do not like it, I will not sell it. And so one thing that I definitely would say also is just prioritize your customers and, you know, what they like and what they enjoy and things of that nature. Oh, you must have a huge team. Like yeah. so you people from your AUC, I'm pretty sure family or friends. So how do you like how do you balance that teamwork and like you know how they're trying to say like yeah how do you pick your team basically? So in terms of product testing, it was really just anyone that reached out and wanted to try products, but that was in the beginning stages before I launched my business. Now with my brand ambassadors, when I chose my brand ambassadors, basically it was a Google form, you know, you sign up, like why are you interested, things of that nature. And then I had an interview with the brand ambassadors where I just got to know a little bit more about them and their personality and what they could bring to my business because my brand ambassadors are paid and they also receive free products. So, you know, I want to make sure that I'm investing in the right people in terms of who I choose to be on my team and my business. So really just like filling out applications and having interviews and things of that nature. Hmm. So what type of products do you sell? And there's obviously skincare, but what type of skincare? Yeah. Um, I sell face scrubs, I sell body scrubs, facial cleansers, moisturizers, and I have one face mask as well. Hmm, so so how, how will they find, find those stuff? How can they find it? So if you want to browse on my website, you can just type in sunnydskincare.com on Google and I will be the first person to pop up. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's sunny.dskincare and my Twitter is sunnydskincare. And most of the time, if people want to try a product, they'll browse my site and then they'll reach out to me and say like, hey, you know, this is my specific skin type. What product recommendations would you recommend? And then we go forward with that. Okay. So, so like, there's a lot of rumors I hear like about starting a business and how hard it is. Like, um, what are some myths in your industry that you wish you knew or if I like, you, like you can ghost bust? Um, I, one of the biggest myths I would definitely say is people that say, um, like they are self-made or they did everything on their own. I would say speaking from my own experience, it's extremely hard to do everything on your own, especially with me, like, you know, being a full-time student, me also working, 
it was definitely hard, almost impossible for me to manage, manage my business by myself. Um, and so whether that be, you know, my family and friends, like helping me out, like package orders, things of that nature, or, you know, me hiring a social media manager or a, you know, content creator to create the content that I post on my page, even though some of the content I do create myself, but it definitely is important to have a team because in other, like, I'm great in like the business aspect, but in some other aspects, I'm not as strong as such as, you know, social media or, you know, time, time management, which is definitely something I'm working on. So working with a large team, so like, package the products and things of that nature because of course like five people can package products way faster than one person can and then even in terms of like my social media content like having someone that's a trained professional in the social media field and knows you know what are the do's and don'ts and like what really will make like your content pop is really really important because it helps me reach you know the audience that I want that I probably wouldn't have been able to reach otherwise if I didn't really know those avenues, if that makes sense. So I would definitely say one of the biggest myths, again, is people thinking that you can run a business all on your own, like a business as much as it is your own, like it definitely does require teamwork. Yeah. I, I, I'm so baffled at all these things you're saying. And so how, like, what keeps you motivated to keep going for all this work you have to do? I would say one of the things that keeps me motivated is my customers. One of, you know, some people with the business are like, you know, the money motivates me, things of that nature. But I would say one of the biggest things that motivates me is interacting with my customers. So if a customer reaches out to me and is like, you know, I tried your products, I've been trying them for this long and it's made my skin improve this much, or, you know, sending me before and after, like, photos and videos, those are the things that really mean the most to me because it really just reaffirms me, even if it's times where I'm like, oh my goodness, it's overwhelming, I want to give up. Like, I know that there are people out there that support me and that, you know, my product has really made a difference in their self-care and their skincare journey. So it really just like pushes me to keep going for my customers. Yeah, that's good. That's great. I said good, that's great. So what are some, some of the, I don't know how I say this correctly, what was your biggest failure and how did you learn from it? I would say one of my biggest failures with having a business is me becoming a little lazy and inconsistent at a small portion of my business. I would definitely say that in that space, I wasn't posting as much. Um, I And with me not posting as much or me not being as active with my followers, it definitely did impact my sales because of course, like if people don't see you on social media, they're not going to know that you're out there. Like they're not going to be able to reach you. Like, or, you know, even if like a lot of people that have found my business is like, you know, their friend reposted one of my photos and they, you know, gave me a follow. And so I would definitely say, you know, me being lazy and me being, I don't even want to say lazy, like, you know, life happens and, you know, sometimes people lack off and, you know, things happen. So you can't really be as consistent as you want to. So meeting inconsistent was definitely one of the hardest things, but I would definitely say that I did learn from it. I learned the importance of being consistent. I learned the importance of, you know, having a social media presence, you know, communicating with customers and things of that nature, because through those things is the only way that your business can grow or one of the only ways that your business can grow. So how do you market your business? Like how do you like, how do you promote it? I would say the biggest way that I promote my business is on Instagram and Twitter. I'll post, um, you know, content or things of that nature. And then I have my brand ambassadors share it on their page and things like that. 
Um, I also do email campaigns. So say, for instance, I have a promotion going on or a sale or, you know, a new product or things of that nature, I'll send out an email blast to all of those that have ordered from me before. So it'll just be like, you know, a template that I create that'll have like any information. And from that, you know, email blast, they can just like click on it and um, they can click on it and browse my site or things of that nature. And I would definitely say that that's been really helpful. Like, even if you think about like, you know, Fashion Nova or, you know, you know, different brands, like they create these emails and if they have like a catchy, you know, subject, you're like, oh my goodness, what is this? Like, let me see what this is about. So even having those email subjects um, or those email campaigns help as well. Oh, wow. No, sorry. I've... <laughs> I've just been so invested. I forgot to ask you the one one big question. How did you come up with your name, Scunny D Skincare? So I would say since I been on campus my freshman year, um, I really always took great care of my skin and always like, you know, used all natural products made by myself. And so with that, like people would always be like, oh my goodness, Sunny D, like they would call me, I don't know really where that name came from. A lot of people call me D, that is my nickname. And so I guess because, you know, the appearance of my skin and being like very bright, you know, they started calling me Sunny D Skincare. And so, um, or they started calling me Sunny D. And so when I knew I wanted to launch a business, I was like, you know what, not even to be cocky, but like what other name, like what other better names to name it than after myself, Sunny D Skincare. I like that because I thought the sunny came from like, where you came from, Los Angeles. No. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, it must be really sunny in Los Angeles. So where did you start? Like, where did you start your business? Um, I started like what name you started or where exactly did I start it? Just say both. Okay, did you start so in Atlanta or Los Angeles? I started my business in Atlanta. I started it the second semester of my sophomore year. So it was spring 2019 is when I started my business. I literally was formulating all of my products in my dorm room. And then once COVID hit and we had to go home, then of course, like I was just working in a space at home um, back in California and shipping products that way. And what made me create my business is I went to an event on campus. And during that time, we talked about like business development and things of that nature. And I shared with one of my Spelman sisters how ever since my, even before I came to Spelman, how I wanted to create a skincare business, but I didn't really think that anybody would support me during my journey. And I was like, you know, we're all broke college students. Like, you know, who's gonna like invest in this? And she's like, girl, like you should definitely go for it. And after that, I put a poll on Instagram and was like, if I created a skincare brand, would you guys support it? And I got an overwhelming amount of support and, you know, followers and people that wanted to help in any way, shape or form. And so from that, that is how I created my business. Wow. So you started, you basically started when COVID started, right? Yeah, right before, like, literally, it was COVID. Nobody really knew what COVID was. Everybody was like, oh, you know, this is fake. It was, like, literally a month before we left school. So has COVID affected affected your business? Or like, oh, would, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. Um, I would definitely say that COVID did affect my business in the beginning. When I first started my business, I was mainly doing, like, a, a lot of my, you know, customers were from the AUC, of course, because that's where I go to school. So it was always like, you know, if you want to buy a product from me, like you can pick it up at Spelman, things of that nature. And I shipped to people that, you know, lived out of state, but I didn't really 
ship as often. And so I would definitely say that, you know, when it was the pandemic and it went from, you know, me only doing where I, you know, people pick up my orders to only shipping orders, that was definitely like an adjustment. Um, and I would definitely say COVID really made it hard for me as far as like, you know, getting my supplies on time, things of that nature, because I'm not the only skincare business, let alone the only, you know, small business in this world. And so, you know, we're all ordering from the same places. Like we're all ordering all these things. Like there were so many delays in like, you know, me receiving my, you know, supplies, which of course had me communicate with my customers, like, Hey, you know, due to this delay on supplies, like it's going to be a delay in you know, me shipping you your order, things of that nature. And then even at a point in time, USPS was extremely backed up with, you know, packages and things of that nature. So it made it really hard and it took a really long time sometimes for me to send packages because, you know, they were extremely overwhelmed and things of that nature. But I would also say that COVID really impacted my business in a positive way because when school was able to go virtual, I was able to, you know, focus my time in other aspects of my life and not only at school. So within that, I was really able to like improve my business and like, you know, learn more things and grow because it wasn't just like me focusing on school, school, school. And um, I would also say, you know, even with like the most recent things with like, you know, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, things of that nature, that also assisted my business because then people were really invested in, you know, supporting black owned businesses more than they were before. So that really caused like an increase in my sales as well. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm not gonna say it. People should know. People look you up anyway. But um, I, I, I was having another question. It's something about, oh yeah. Do you think you could have been successful where you're at without the AUC? Because you talk about you talk about AUC a lot, and oh, I'm speaking myself. No, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that I do not think that I would be as successful as I was or as I am without the AUC, mainly because like the AUC is literally a melting pot of people from so many places. And so from that, like, you know, if somebody from the AUC that lives in, for example, Maryland orders from me and they post it on their story, like, you know, their friends from Maryland, you know, will see my Instagram page and be like, oh, you know, what is this business? Da, 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 da. So like, it's really a lot of like word of mouth. And like, you know, when somebody reposts, like a lot of my first customers were people, majority of my first customers when I started, you know, some of them were like family and friends from back home, but for the most part, like a lot of them were the AUC. And so I would definitely say because the AUC is such a close knit community and we support each other, I don't know if I would be as successful as I would be without the AUC because the AUC has really allowed me to like branch out and like bring my business to other spaces that I probably wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Mm. So that's so that's a good part of the community though. Like most of my listeners are AUC people. Exactly. My friends. Hi, if you're listening. But um anything anything else you want to talk about? Like anything you want to bring up? Um, only thing I can definitely say is, you know, if you're interested in buying some skincare products, definitely follow me on Instagram at sunny.dskincare and on Twitter, sunny.dskincare. If you have any questions about some of my products, things of that nature, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to me and ask me any questions. I respond pretty fast to my followers and I'm definitely here if you need any help. And then also just stay tuned with some upcoming content that I have and also some upcoming product releases in October. Oh, I was going to say something about October. 
Well, it must be really, which day, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but do you, do you really love this business, right? Yes. So if you wouldn't, you wouldn't replace it for anything in the world? Um, I would definitely say there are days where I'm like, you know, this is very overwhelming, but for the most part, I enjoy having my business and it's something that I want to continue to do. Yeah. Wow. Well, you heard her. So you say you're going to meet you where? I would um, definitely, you know, follow me on Instagram, things of that nature, and then follow my page to stay up to date with any upcoming content, product releases, giveaways, sales, things of that nature. All right. And you can find me on Taylor Sage. You also can find me on Spotify, but you probably listen to it now. Or any, any platforms that you can stream podcasts at. Uh, thank you for being here. I mean, it's thank nice you for to, having me. Yeah, I mean, it's like hectic with school and stuff. It's just nice to have somebody from another person for the AUC going on with their business. Yes, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. All right, bye. Bye. Is that, is that so Nickelodeon ish to say bye like that? I don't know. I, just, I don't think so. <laughs> it's like, so nice and pure. All right, boop.